0: section four of the city of the sun by tommaso campanella this librivox recording is in the public domain grand master tell me about their children captain when their women have brought forth children they suckle and rear them in temples set apart for all they give milk for two years or more as the physician orders after that time the weaned child is given into the charge of the mistresses if it is a female AND TO THE MASTERS, IF IT IS A MALE, AND THEN, WITH OTHER YOUNG CHILDREN, THEY ARE PLEASANTLY INSTRUCTED IN THE ALPHABET AND IN THE KNOWLEDGE OF THE PICTURES, AND IN RUNNING, WALKING AND WRESTLING, ALSO IN THE HISTORICAL DRAWINGS, AND IN LANGUAGES, AND THEY ARE ADORNED WITH A SUITABLE GARMENT OF DIFFERENT COLORS. AFTER THEIR SIXTH YEAR, THEY ARE TAUGHT NATURAL SCIENCE, AND THEN THE MECHANICAL SCIENCES, THE MEN WHO ARE WEAK IN intellect ARE SENT TO FARMS, and when they have become more proficient some of them are received into the state and those of the same age and born under the same constellation are especially like one another in strength and in appearance and hence arises much lasting concord in the state these men honouring one another with mutual love and help names are given to them by metaphysicus and that not by chance but designedly and according to each one's peculiarity as was the custom among the ancient Romans, wherefore one is called beautiful, polcha, another the big-nosed, naso, another the fat-legged, cranipes, another crooked, torvus, another lean, masser, and so on. But when they have become very skilled in their professions and done any great deed in war or in time of peace, a cognomen from art is given to them, such as beautiful the great painter pulcher pictor magnus the golden one aureus the excellent one excellence or the strong strenus or from their deeds such as Nasso the brave nason fortis or the cunning or the great or very great conqueror or from the enemy anyone has overcome, africanus asiaticus etruscus or if anyone has overcome Manfred or Tortelius, and he is called Master Manfred or Tortelius, and so on, all these cognomens are added by the higher magistrates, and very often with a crown suitable to the deed of art, and with a flourish of music, for gold and silver are reckoned of little value among them, except as material for their vessels and ornaments, which are common to all. Master tell me i pray you is there no jealousy among them or disappointment to that one who has not been elected to a magistracy or to any other dignity to which he aspires captain certainly not for no one wants either necessaries or luxuries moreover the race is managed for the good of the commonwealth and not of private individuals and the magistrates must be obeyed they deny what we hold namely that it is natural to man to recognize his offspring and to educate them and to use his wife and house and children as his own for they say that children are bred for the preservation of the species and not for individual pleasure as saint thomas also asserts therefore the breeding of children has reference to the commonwealth and not to individuals except in so far as they are constituents of the commonwealth And since individuals for the most part bring forth children wrongly and educate them wrongly, they consider that they remove destruction from the state and therefore for this reason, with most sacred fear, they commit the education of the children who, as it were, are the element of the republic to the care of magistrates. For the safety of the community is not that of a few. And thus they distribute male and female breeders of the best natures according to philosophical rules. Plato thinks, that this distribution ought to be made by lot lest some men seeing that they are kept away from the beautiful women should rise up with anger and hatred against the magistrates and he thinks further that those who do not deserve cohabitation with the more beautiful women should be deceived while the lots are being led out of the city by the magistrates so that at all times the women who are suitable should fall to their lot not those whom they desire This shrewdness, however, is not necessary among the inhabitants of the City of the Sun, for with them deformity is unknown. When the women are exercised, they get a clear complexion and become strong of limb, tall and agile, and with them beauty consists in tallness and strength. Therefore, if any woman dyes her face so that it may become beautiful, or uses high-heeled boots so that she may appear tall, or garments with trains to cover her wooden shoes, She is condemned to capital punishment, but if the women should even desire them, they have no facility for doing these things, for who indeed would give them this facility? Further, they assert that among us abuses of this kind arise from the leisure and sloth of women. By this means they lose their color and have pale complexions, and become feeble and small. For this reason they are without proper complexions, use high sandals, and become beautiful not from strength. But from slothful tenderness, and thus they ruin their own tempers and natures, and consequently those of their offspring. Furthermore, if at any time a man is taken captive with art and love for a certain woman, the two are allowed to converse and joke together, and to give one another garlands of flowers or leaves, and to make verses. But if the race is endangered, by no means is further union between them permitted. Moreover, The love born of eager desire is not known among them, only that born of friendship. Domestic affairs and partnerships are of little account, because, accepting the sign of honor, each one receives what he is in need of. To the heroes and heroines of the Republic, it is customary to give the pleasing gifts of honor, beautiful wreaths, sweet food or splendid clothes, while they are feasting in the daytime all use white garments within the city but at night or outside the city they use red garments either of wool or silk they hate black as they do dung and therefore they dislike the japanese who are fond of black pride they consider the most execrable vice and one who acts proudly is chastised with the most ruthless correction wherefore no one thinks it lowering to wait at table or to work in the kitchen or fields all work they call discipline and thus they say that it is honourable to go on foot to do any act of nature to see with the eye and to speak with the tongue and when there is need they distinguish philosophically between tears and spittle every man who when he is told off to work does his duty is considered very honourable it is not the custom to keep slaves for they are enough and more than enough for themselves but with us alas it is not so in naples there exist seventy thousand souls and out of this scarcely ten thousand or fifteen thousand do any work and they are always lean from overwork and are getting weaker every day the rest become a prey to idleness avarice ill-health lasciviousness usury and other vices and contaminate and corrupt very many families by holding them in servitude for their own use by keeping them in poverty and slavishness and by imparting to them their own vices therefore public slavery ruins them useful works in the field in military service and in arts except those which are debasing are not cultivated the few who do practise them doing so with much aversion but in the city of the sun while duty and work are distributed among all it only falls to each one to work for about four hours every day The remaining hours are spent in learning joyously in debating in reading in reciting in writing in walking in exercising the mind and body and with play they allow no game which is played while sitting neither the single die nor dice nor chess nor others like this but they play with a ball with a sack with a hoop with wrestling with hurling at the stake they say moreover that grinding poverty renders men worthless, cunning, sulky, thievish, insidious, vagabonds, liars, false witnesses, and so on. And that wealth makes them insolent, proud, ignorant, traitors, assumers of what they know not, deceivers, boasters, wanting in affection, slanderers, and so on. But with them, all the rich and poor together make up the community. They are rich because they want nothing poor because they possess nothing and consequently they are not slaves to circumstances but circumstances serve them and on this point they strongly recommend the religion of the christians and especially the life of the apostles grand master this seems excellent and sacred but the community of women is a thing too difficult to attain the holy roman clement says that wives ought to be common in accordance with the apostolic institution and praises Plato and Socrates, who thus teach. But the glossary interprets this community with regard to obedience, and Tertullian agrees with the glossary that the first Christians had everything in common except wives. Captain, these things I know little of, but this I saw among the inhabitants of the city of the sun, that they did not make this exception, and they defend themselves by the opinion of Socrates, of Cato, of Plato, and of St. Clement, but as you say they misunderstand the opinions of these thinkers and the inhabitants of the solar city ascribe this to their want of education since they are by no means learned in philosophy nevertheless they sent abroad to discover the customs of nations and the best of this they always adopt practice makes the women suitable for war and other duties thus they agree with plato in whom i have read these same things the reasoning of archaetan does not convince me and least of all that of aristotle this thing however existing among them is excellent and worthy of imitation namely that no physical defect renders a man incapable of being serviceable except the decrepitude of old age since even the deformed are useful for consultation the lame serve as guards watching with the eyes which they possess The blind card wool with their hands, separating the down from the hairs, with which latter they stuff the couches and sofas. Those who are without the use of eyes and hands give the use of their ears, or their voice, for the convenience of the state. And if one has only one sense, he uses it in the farms, and these cripples are well treated, and some become spies telling the officers of the state what they have heard. End of section 4